welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network, Icarus FC, and Roughneck Scarves. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls 2 of USL. Tonight, we're going to talk about not not a whole lot. We don't have that much to talk about. We could talk about uh, someone in the New York Red Bulls 2 organization uh, popped a COVID test and uh, got the game against Charlotte canceled. Uh, we can preview this next match against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, and uh, the exciting part of this episode, uh, which will be an interview with first-year rookie goalkeeper AJ Marcucci. So I think uh, I think we got some good stuff coming up, even even if we don't have a ton of game news to talk about because of the game being canceled. But here with me to to discuss it this week, uh, thankfully, because last week I was floundering by myself. It's Anthony Merced. Hello, Anthony. Hello. I can finally eat a little bit of crow after um, was it two and a half weeks ago, however long it was saying that uh, the team was not going to do put together some good performances, and they have. There's there's a uh, there's like a version of this show where when we get most critical, the team really uh, turns it on. Omar So, I think we were talking about him needing to find the back of the net. He's done that over the last couple of games. They put some wins together against uh, Charlotte and uh, very, I think, well-played draws against Miami and Hartford. The Hartford game, a little bit of a letdown, but uh, yeah, the team is actually putting up some results right now. I think, um, I don't know if it's uh, really breathe a sigh of relief, but it is good to see that they're rounding into form uh, heading into the summer. Yeah, definitely not a sigh of relief. There's a tremendous amount of work to do, and also the fact that they have quite a few, at least last time I checked, quite a few games in hand uh, or, or games over. Lots of teams have games in hand on them. Uh, so they, they really need to put together a prolonged string of wins to get back into the playoff hunt. But I can tell you that the team does feel confident about the recent runner form. Um, I believe it was about a week ago during a press conference, Omar So talked about it and talked about how the, the team does feel confident about their chances to make the playoffs. Hopefully it can happen. Um, this game in the coming week against Pittsburgh is going to be a real big litmus test as to whether or not they can compete um, going forward for the rest of the summer. And uh, you mentioned it first uh, that teams in front of them that have games in hand, uh, Charleston Battery, uh, sorry, New York Red Bulls have played 13 games thus far this season. Charleston uh, have played 11. They're only two points up on the Red Bulls. Charlotte uh, has played 12. Uh, they are sitting at Three points above the Red Bulls with 16 points. Hartford has only played 11 matches. They're on 20 points. And Tampa Bay, 13. Uh, oh, no, sorry. That's obviously even. <laughs> yeah. That's the same. <laughs> when the two numbers are the same, but, they're the same. But they're in first place, so it <laughs> yeah. feels like... So it doesn't uh, matter. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, they've done well against Charlotte and Charleston, getting results against teams like Pittsburgh, Tampa, Miami, Hartford. That's really the the big stuff. And you're right, this this week against Pittsburgh is going to be a real litmus test. Not just because Pittsburgh is a, a very good team and is playing very well right now, but they've also been very good away from home this year. They're 4-2-2 two, and two on the road. The last time they went to, I almost called it Red Bull Arena, uh, the last time they went out to MSU Soccer Park, uh, it was a rainy uh, Friday night. It was the game I was supposed to go to. It ended up uh, being a deluge, and I didn't go. Um, 
And they got rainy. Rainy was not a a descriptor of it. It was bad. It was atrocious. I believe it was the leftovers of uh, the the tropical storm. So it was. um, We don't get hit for those that are listening to this that are not from New York. We don't actually get hit very often with tropical storms. What we get is the leftovers, mm-hmm. um, and those are bad enough, especially for places in New York and New Jersey that are uh, not above sea level. Yeah, it was not good. And it, uh, they, the team also drowned on the field, 3 nothing. Uh, Pittsburgh just walked away with it. Then uh, re- fast forward about a, a month ago now. This was Friday, June 25th, playing in Pittsburgh. Did a decent job. Probably deserved to win that game and walked away with zero points. Uh, A disappointing showing, uh, but able to step up to the competition and uh, create a lot of chances, just didn't finish them on the night. Um, That was still in the first part of the season when I think the Red Bulls were, were really struggling. Uh, they did have that win against Charlotte that preceded it, uh, but the results before that were the seven nothing loss uh, to Hartford. The the loss to the Rowdies at home, then the other loss to Pittsburgh. It was just a real bad run. You're looking at a more confident New York Red Bulls two team heading into this match, uh, like you mentioned and, and Omar So had alluded to. Uh, but the the Riverhounds right now are on a great run. Uh, they've got the three wins over the last five games. Loudon, New York Red Bulls, Tampa Bay Rowdies. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Charlotte, not Tampa Bay. Uh, draw against Charleston, and their only loss in those last five games was to Loudon. One of Loudon's two wins this year. What in the world? Yeah, which, which really turned um, Pittsburgh's season, season around. I, I think that since then, they I think that was a very big wake-up call for them, and uh, they've gone to playing uh, what I like to call billy ball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And just really, um, a lily ball, I should say, lily and ball. and 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 really um, just be defensively stout, uh, even if it's draws, not giving up much, and, and going back to what they do very well, what Bob Lilly does really well. Uh, so I, I I think that that's always going to be the thing, and I and I think it was right before the first game against Pittsburgh. I spoke to John Wolnick about it, and I said, and I asked him about, like, hey, you know, Bob Lilly is kind of your your nemesis in a way, um, in a, not in a contentious way, but just from a from a tactical standpoint, because John's been in this league for so long, since the beginning, he's the, he's the only coach this team has ever had, for, and Bob Lilly has been the roadblock or the gatekeeper the entire way through. First, it was Rochester. That first year losing to them in the playoffs, conquering them in the in the penalty shootout the, for the championship year. And every year since then, it's been Bob Lilly uh, being the litmus test for where this team is. And that's going to continue in this game as well. Yeah, and I think last time out, one of the things that I really wanted to see from this team was to not allow Pittsburgh to muscle them around the way they had. And I think we had talked about that a couple different times this year where you see this team getting uh, just kind of beat up. I think that a lot of the the veteran USL independent sides in particular look at these little guys and they think, all right, we're just going to push them around the field uh, and disrupt any flow they try to get. And largely that's been successful 
But they're starting to get to a place where that really can't be a tactic against them anymore. They're starting to figure out how to press effectively as a unit, something that I think only comes from having spent so much time together now. And I, I, I'm feeling very optimistic about this this match. Um, I, I, I hope so. I, I think that it, the, my big concern about this team is the fact that I still don't think we have seen a full 90-minute performance this entire season. Um, Hartford was the extreme example of that, which is you go up, you go up to nothing, you got to win the game. And they, they couldn't manage it. Um, I mean, they were so good in that Hartford game and could not close the deal. And there's been a lot of moments, a lot of the draws this season where you can say, you know, they, they played better. They, they quote unquote deserved more. But the truth is, it's a 90-minute game, and there have been way too many moments where this team has not put in a 90-minute performance. Yeah, that's 100% true. And yes, the Hartford match is the extreme situation of that. I know going down a man and one of your best defenders at the end of the match, it's going to make it tough. But you'll know when this tr- this team has truly come along when they're faced with that uh, that same exact situation and they handle it the way that it needs to be handled, which is do everything you can to keep the ball out of the back of the net, uh, disrupt the, the, the opponent wherever possible. It's all the things that, that teams try to do to them. You know, sit back, force them to break you down uh, and just make things difficult on them. And hopefully we'll start to see that soon. It's also the, the big criticism top to bottom of Red Bull teams is that they don't know how to hunker down. They, they know how to bully. They know how to push. They know how to create all. They, they know how to be the, the team on the front foot. They don't know how to pump the brakes and they don't know how to slow games down when they need to be slowed, slowed down. And it's, it's exacerbated with the youth in this club. So, I mean, with, with, with the Bob Lilly team, sometimes you do need to hold the ball because they're so happy to do that. You want to get them out of that flow. Uh, they're just going to wait for you to make the air and pass because they know you want to do the one touch to the next guy. And hopefully they, they learn a little something um, moving along. But just this, this Red Bull organization has never been very good at that from the MLS level to the USL level. Yeah, I think that's... Or to the Bundesliga level. I think that's fair. Uh, another thing that's happened uh, uh, over the last couple of games is we're finally getting uh, the forward scoring goals. I mentioned Omar So before, but uh, Jake LaCava continues to, to get some good looks. Jeremy Raffanello is leading the team for goals and assists. Um, he was our first player uh, interview this year, uh, and he's he's crushing it. I mean... Crushing it for the team, I, not uh, in general in the league because it's only three goals, but leading the team with three goals and three assists. Uh, he's just trying to figure out any way that he could stay on the pitch, and I think he's doing a pretty good job of that. Yeah, he is. Um, I, I do think that his numbers um, are a little padded from that one game where sure. I believe he scored two goals. But uh, you can still see, without looking at the numbers, you can still see his contribution on the field. You know, we talked a little bit about Omar So before. I do think he is waking up. That is, you know, Raffanello is great to have those numbers, and it's, it's a really fun surprise. But with Omar So, you want, you want to see those numbers. You want to see that confidence, and we're starting to see it. 
he is looking at goal in a very different way. And he spoke a little bit about um, the conversations he's had with the coaching staff and being in a, uh, a bit of a goal drought and what that's like. So if he's coming out the other side, I mean, this is a guy who's talented enough that he's got to be the guy that is the catalyst for this offense, at least for this season, because Jake LaCava is the future to me in the USL level. Omar So is a guy that has to prove that he is an MLS striker this year. Well, I can see that. I don't know if I think that it needs to be uh, this year that he proves that, but I, I could see I could see your point also because he has a ton of talent and he is still very young. Uh, and it's it's the kind of player that I think Red Bull would salivate at and and think of him as uh, someone who is talented enough that they could not only succeed at the MLS level but become someone who uh, is a uh, a wanted commodity outside of the league, which is obviously uh. something that they are going to be wanting. We know that that's how they want this team to operate. They want to produce I players know. that are going to be uh, wanted elsewhere, and so I think that he's got the ability to do that, and I think that the team believes that. So it's just up to him now to to kind of uh, continue putting in the performances he has the last couple of games. I hate that so much, but I know it's something that we just have to accept about this team and uh, and in MLS in general. Yeah, but it's it's the uh, it's the bitter pill for now. Let's get a uh, let's get a prediction on uh, what you think is going to happen against Pittsburgh. I'm predicting a one-one draw. I think that they're going to look good, get get a lot of uh, good looks on goal, get one. But I think Bob Lilly's side is uh, a little too savvy to not walk away with uh, at least a point one thing that i'm definitely going to be looking at in this game with the tomble red card what does the back line look like i know that egbo probably is going to be with the first team because of the injury crisis i think it's it's okay to call it a crisis it the is back a crisis line there uh so who's going to be available to play for the red bulls too is going to make this um an interesting one i'm feeling optimistic about this even with pittsburgh's quality uh, uh i'll call it a one nothing win for red bulls too you think you think they're going to be able to keep a clean sheet with all of the the things we just discussed yes like in, you know in what regards because the, in regards th- to the offense this is the kind of game where like normally i would say those those sorts of things and like how are they going to keep them off the board and you know this is really set up in pittsburgh favor uh, they're going to run all over the Red Bulls too, and probably beat them uh, easily. And then we'd get uh, our words shoved back down our throats for <laughs> having been so cata- catastrophically incorrect. Um, and the Red Bulls would win, and then we'd look like idiots again. So this time, I'm just going to call to win. That way, when they lose, I'm still looking like an idiot, uh, and nothing has changed. That that's okay. That, that's some mental gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being optimistic for the sake of optimism. I like what the team's doing. I'm hoping that uh, with other players filling in, they're still going to be able to get the job done. It's up to you, New York, New York. Um, Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll be talking to you first-year goalkeeper, AJ Marcucci. Stick around.
And we're back. Joining us this week, it's our second player interview of the year. And we are uh, lucky to be joined by first-year goalkeeper A.J. Marcucci. A.J., welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. (laughs) We're excited to have you. The season's been a little bit crazy, I think, so far. But uh, right now, Red Bulls 2 are in uh, probably their best run of form uh, since the beginning of the year. So talk to us a little bit about what's changed over the last couple of games. Yeah, um, we haven't lost in four games, which is great to see. I think uh, as a unit, we're all coming together. I think in the beginning, we started off um, new guys on the team, new places, everything. I think now we're starting to fit in, settle, and show the league, uh, honestly, what we bring to the table. Um, And I think it's been definitely more uplifting practices, knowing that not every week you're going to lose or tie and we have this great form and we have great chemistry with everyone that um it's been a it's been great and the other thing that i guess is it it's kind of a carryover from last year with the uh conference realignments into these smaller divisions you're playing a lot of the same opponents week in and week out you know you've got pittsburgh coming up for the third time you've played charlotte a couple of times is that uh, does that make it a little bit easier too when you're preparing from week to week that you uh, know these opponents so well? Yeah, it definitely makes it easier, especially knowing that like maybe one game they got you or another game you got them. Um, and it's always hard. I growing up, I always heard it's always hard to beat a team three times. And luckily, we play these teams four times, so um, <laughs> wiggle room. <laughs> we, we hopefully can pull a win from. Uh, Pittsburgh this weekend um, but yeah I think it's definitely easier you don't all you don't you know the same scout you look at the same scout um, you see it you know the players you're playing against and you know their tendencies so it definitely makes it not uh, easier would be a word for it but it definitely makes it more enjoyable knowing who your opponent is because you know what you're going to expect well, and, you know, the irony in that, of course, is that Pittsburgh, you're never really exactly sure what to expect, but you have a pretty good idea. Uh, you know, especially when they play against the Red Bulls, too, they tend to want to keep things uh, a little bit more physical, uh, look for those opportunities in behind uh, as you possess the ball. Um, last time out against them, it was a 2-1 victory and maybe a little hard done. Probably you guys deserved uh, to get all three points in that game, but it, it just didn't work out. And Bob Lilly uh, has uh, sort of this, I, I, we, we've referred to it as a rivalry, but I'm not sure it's a direct rivalry, but uh, he and John have sparred against each other for years and years. Uh, has he talked about that at all during the week leading up to the match? Yeah, we've we've heard a few, few stories and a few things that have happened, but honestly, every single team that comes up against us know what we're about, who we are, and they always it's a big week for them playing against us. So um, I think, yeah, there's a little rivalry between us, and the, it definitely gets chippy. But we take each team, each game as serious as the next. And uh, in your first year right now with the Red Bulls, too, you were drafted uh, way back in uh, uh, January. It seems like a million years ago. It's only six months, really. But um, what's the experience been like for you? And did you have any uh, clue that the Red Bulls were interested before the draft? Yeah, it's been it's been a great experience. I really am happy that I've got I got drafted, and I'm close to home, and I'm on I'm part of this great team 
and great organization. Um, yeah, I, I knew. Uh, I had a thought because when I went to the Combine, they were a team that talked to me, and I liked what I got feedback-wise back from them, and it seemed like they liked what they got. So, um, yeah, I was very happy. Um, uh, it was definitely felt like a long time ago, you're correct six months but the everything has been great here um and i wouldn't change it for anything uh, so you've been uh, practicing with the i imagine the first team as well uh which is pretty commonplace um for the two team but uh ha- have you had any discussions with any of the other goalkeepers in the squad uh and how have they been in terms of mentorship for you yeah um yeah i've been to, we all me myself luca ryan and carlos have uh, a great relationship between uh, all four of us. Um, we really, like, I try to learn from Carlos and Ryan. So does Luca, does the same. And if me and Luca have stuff to tell each other, like when we train with each other, when Ryan and Carlos are doing their own thing, um, like, we'll talk to each other. Like, we're, we're very, like, we're good friends. Um, and there's no, like, I guess, hatred in the team. We're very one unit. And it's it's great, um, but I really like learning from Ryan. He's been in the league for now eight nine years, um, and he's a great great guy, great stand up guy, and also on the field he does everything right. So I try to learn from him, and I've been just getting as much insight from him as I can. Yeah, I think that's fair. Were you always a goalkeeper growing up? Um, yes and no. Uh, I started when I was like ten, uh, but. Uh, eight, eight. But when I was younger, I played right back until I was ten. We'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> I always say it every time we talk to a goalkeeper. Nobody uh, starts as a goalkeeper. They're an outfield player who who kind of gets. Was the role pushed on you at all? Uh, and you just reluctantly accepted, and then got stuck in goal forever. No, um, two reasons. One, one of my closest friends from home, he quit because um, he was. He's into basketball and wanted to play basketball over <laughs> soccer, and he was our goalie. And the second reason is because I grew up just playing every sport in the book um, for, Amer- I guess, American sports, every sport, lacrosse, basketball, baseball, um, all of them. And uh, I just use your hands in all those sports. It's the only sport you use your feet. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I want to use my hands in this. So... I went in goal. We needed a goalie, and then from there on, nothing changed. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, uh, from all right, so you you played sort of like rec league soccer, I imagine, starting out, uh, then moved to travel, um, and you had some interest from uh, league two, uh, but ended up not being able to play because the the season was canceled. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, what was what was that experience like? How did that come to be? Um, so, well, we have a great program in Westchester with Westchester United. Um, and they just got promoted, I guess. Is the, I don't know. They just got added to USL2 that year COVID hit. And uh, I was going to play with them because I've been playing with them for my whole life almost. And, uh, yeah, it, it stunk. But at the same time, it was it was good because, I was able during quarantine to train with some of the union guys. So like it was a give and take, like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to play USL too, but I'll, but I was able to train with union guys and get, uh, 
some of their insights and everything that they um, have experienced at the pro level um, during the spring slash uh, summer of COVID. And uh, before we get to the lightning round, that's everybody's uh, favorite part. I have one more question for you. What, yep. what do you see your trajectory as uh, you're with the two team now? Um, what's your, your goal for the season really? I mean, I, I, uh, for the team, I really think, I hope like we make playoffs. That's my goal is just to win as many games we can to make playoffs. And then once playoffs hits, everyone knows anything can happen. It doesn't matter whether you're the last place team or the first place team at you. Anyone can win or lose on a given day. So that's our goal is just to make the playoffs right now. And then once we make the playoffs, I think we'll shock some people. That is a noble place to aim right now. Uh, with the season starting a little bit slow, but I think, you know, you guys are rounding into form as the summer moves on. Okay. Lightning round time. A- A- AJ, time are you ready? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First one. This is an easy one. Popcorn. Yes or no. Okay. Oh, popcorn. Oh, I thought you were oh, my fault. Popcorn. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Yeah, I feel like that that one's a sort of a slam dunk right now. Um, <laughs> Su- Super Mario or Sonic the Hedgehog? Super Mario. Who is your favorite team to play as in FIFA? Oh, uh, Real Madrid. Okay. And uh, within the squad, uh, who is the best gamer and who is the worst gamer? Oh my god, I have no clue. Oh, t- oh my gosh. Um I'm gonna say me for gamer. <laughs> That's gamer. Okay. And let's say uh let's say Omar Omar So for worst gamer. <laughs> All right, the gauntlet has been thrown. Uh I, I will let you know that uh, you and uh Raffinello both picked yourselves as the best gamers. Uh, so <laughs> I feel like I've well, set I'll myself up for that it, one. If it's if it's Anything other than FIFA, I'll uh, say that. Okay. FIFA, I am not anything special. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, AJ, thank you so much for coming on. I wish you nothing but the best of luck this coming weekend, or I guess tomorrow, Friday night, uh, and uh, for the season uh, as a whole. Perfect. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And when we come back, uh, we'll do our sign-off with Anthony Merced. So stick around. And we're back, only to leave. We we only came back to leave. This is us signing off. You can follow the, us on Twitter. I am at underscore Joe Goldstein. I'm at RB News Network. And the show is Raising Bull Cast. That's one bull, Raising Bull Cast. That's all on Twitter. I say almost nothing on social media, so you could follow me there. Uh, but <laughs> don't expect me to amuse you day in and day out. It ain't happening. <laughs> Uh, I'm in a punchy mood tonight. I don't know why. I don't know. You are very punchy tonight. It's just like... Yeah. No, Nobody said anything, but you're like on 11. You know, I think because I'm going to the game on Friday. I think that probably has me excited. I got to give you some money to get me a jersey because I've been, I've been trying to talk them into sending me one and nobody wants to. <laughs> you're going to give me money and I'm going to send you 70 hot dogs. 
I'll accept that. All right. <laughs> uh, we are part of the Beautiful Game Network at bgn.fm. We co- they cover MLS, USL, Premier League, NWSL, podcasts, articles, lots of great folks uh, uh, hosting the podcast and writing the articles. Give them a look. bgn.fm. That's the Beautiful Game Network. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team. Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. And of course, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at RoughneckScarves.com. For myself, for Anthony Merced, for AJ Marcucci, thank you very much and have a great day.